0: There we go. How are you guys doing today? Thank you for joining me. I am uh really glad to be here today. It's just like sorry, I'm a little late was uh, was doing a lot of things. I guess I'm doing a lot of things early morning now, and um, it's really exciting actually. God is doing some cool things. How about that? Um, I want to share today uh, you know, just kind of uh, briefly here, um, as as we go into this next section, chapter four of Song of Songs. Uh we'll talk about my book later. Um but you know, I, I had been discussing, you know, I would talk about my season, uh the season I had a couple of years ago into last year, uh 18 to into 19, with uh with the nervous breakdown that I experienced. And I kinda had been saying it's my nervous breakdown. Well, you know something? It's not mine. It it it's something that happened. But I'm not taking ownership of that thing anymore, and I hear people say all the time, you know, my allergy or um, things like that, and it's like it just doesn't make uh, a good conversation. Actually, it's not because it's not true. It's not my nervous breakdown. It's something that I had experienced uh, for years, and or for a couple of years, and and a few times, and and for whatever reason, it was there. Um, hi, Gabby. And um and I feel like I just needed to share that because um I'm not taking ownership of, of the things that the enemy has put has has put on me. Now I I believe that it was a lot of self uh, self um afflicted uh, afflicted myself with it. And uh, you know, yeah, while there were other issues that happened that brought the uh nervous breakdown, it had nothing to do Uh, It's just that it was a personal thing for me. So I wanted to share that up front as we get into uh, the the, the word today, because um, here's something that, uh, you know, that we're going to do. We're in Song of Songs out of the Passion Translation, and we're in chapter four, and I want to read it, okay? It says, listen, my dearest darling, you are so beautiful. You are beauty itself to me. Your eyes glisten with love like the gentle doves behind your veil. What devotion I see each time I gaze upon you. You are like a sacrifice ready to be offered. When I look at you, I see how you have taken my fruit and tasted my word. Your life has become clean and pure, like a lamb washed and newly shorn. You now show grace and balance with truth on display. Your lips are as lovely as Rahab's scarlet ribbon, speaking mercy, speaking grace. The words of your mouth are as refreshing as an oasis. What pleasure you bring to me. I see your blushing cheeks opened like the halves of a pomegranate, showing through your veil of tender meekness. When I look at you, I see your inner strength so stately and strong. You are as secure as David's fortress. Your virtues and grace cause a thousand famous soldiers to surrender to your beauty your faith and love rest over your heart as you nurture those who are yet infants and then the shulamite answers i don't think we're going to be able to get that far into it and uh and i feel like i need to share this today because it's so very 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 important um we lose sight you know of of god on a lot of occasions we lose sight of who he is we lose sight of his love and of his grace and um and i feel like i want to say this really strongly here he says he says listen my dearest darling you are so beautiful you are beauty itself to me do you remember in chapter 3 where where uh, the last thing that she says uh, is that she will come away another time and then night after night she's tossing and turning and she says that she's not going to ever let him go again. Sometimes when we have a history, sometimes when we have problems that we face or things that we do, things that we say, um, sometimes when this stuff happens, God says, no, listen to me, be quiet for a second. Don't remember the former things and don't ponder the things of your past. Behold, I'm going to do something new and now it will spring forth. You're going to be aware of it. The old has passed away, new things have come. And God, Jesus says to us, listen, my dearest darling, how does he feel about you? Today, he feels about you, that you are his dearest darling. He says that you are beauty personified. Your eyes glisten with love. Wow. <laughs> the gentle doves behind your veil, the gentleness. I don't know if you've ever had a dove uh, land on your shoulder, but one of the things about a gentle dove is that it'll it'll stay there until a sudden movement happens or until it it, it experiences fear or anxiety, and then it'll fly away. Such is the Holy Spirit on you. He comes in like a dove. Does he feel comfortable enough around you just to hang around? Thank you, Jesus. Like a gentle dove behind, you are so beautiful. Imagine Jesus looking at you in the eyes and saying, you are so beautiful. I can just see God just like this. He's holding you in his arms. I mean, it's like you're you're looking at a brand new baby in your arms. And you, you look so beautiful. How beautiful you are. God takes you close in his arms. You are so beautiful. What devotion I see each time I gaze upon you. I love this. What devotion. Every time God looks at us, he sees such devotion, such passion, such love being poured out. It's like a fountain of love that is poured out. How many people can actually, literally, um, look at God and say, whatever. When God ministers to you, and God pours out on you, you never say, whatever. God pours out, and he sees this devotion, and I love this. Whoa, you are like a sacrifice ready to be offered. The literal meaning here uh, is that your hair is like a flock of goats streaming down Mount Gilead. Okay, that's what, that's what it is, but he says you are like a sacrifice ready to be offered, the translator, for the passion. And see, the hair is a symbol of our devotion to Christ. Your hair is the symbol I don't know. <laughs> okay, I do have hair. Okay, I just shave it because there's nothing here. Okay? But he says, Your hair is a symbol of our devotion to Christ. Wow. Mount Gilead, or the Hill of Testimony, is where the sacrificial animals were kept in preparation for the temple sacrifice. So when he says that, so great. Uh, so a goat maybe coming down from mount gilead is actually a sacrifice that's ready to be offered it's this sacrifice that's ready to be offered this this goat has been in preparation to be sacrificed when jesus was here on earth he was in preparation to be sacrificed he was in preparation to be sacrificed for 3 for 33 years He was here to be in preparation to be sacrificed. He wanted to leave a a symbol, not a symbol, but he wanted to leave a blueprint for how to disciple the world. You pour into 12 people, and those 12 people get 12 more, and just in one generation, just in one transition, there's 144 disciples. Jesus didn't say get converts. He said, go and make disciples of all nations. It's another message for another time. It has very little to do with this. When I look at you, all right, remember I told you just before about the the, the, the nervous breakdowns I had. I kept calling them my nervous breakdowns. Well, they weren't mine. This is mine. When I look at you, I see how you've taken my fruit and tasted my word your life has become clean and pure i love the word of god i love the bible i love reading it i love sharing it um i love having phrases that come from it I, you know i have fun but i also love the word of god how can a young man keep his way pure by keeping it with your word psalm 119 verse 8 with all my heart i have i have i have sought for thee do not let me leave your ways. When I look at you, I see how you've taken my fruit and tasted my word. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. You can read Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, gentleness. My goodness. It's one fruit and it's all-encompassing. And we need to grab that fruit and we need to walk in it. For God, and he, he says this, he says... um. You know, fan in the flame this calling, this gifting that, I, that you have through the laying on of my hands. You know? And then he says, because God didn't give you a spirit of fear, he gave you one of love and of power and of a sound mind or self control, one version says. Actually, a couple versions translate it that way. He says, Your life has become clean and pure. So, what is my life? My life is no longer the, the nervous breakdown. It's not my nervous breakdown, okay? My life right now has become clean and pure. It's become clean and pure. That's what I am. I am clean and pure. I'm like a lamb washed and newly shorn. You now show grace and balance. I love that word grace. Grace is not getting what you deserve. Mercy is getting what you don't deserve. Grace is not getting what you deserve. Grace is the empowerment to do right. You need grace. I remember uh, when, when I was going through some things, when I was going through this, this breakdown, that, that somebody came up to me and says, you don't love yourself. And I was like, well, I, of course I love myself. Look how I treat people. I love people. You love your neighbor as yourself, and I love my neighbor, so I must love myself. Well he said, and I had to go to the Holy Spirit. I said, "What do you think? do I love I always do that When somebody has a criticism of me, I always um, I always go to the Holy Spirit for it, you know, because everybody has a you know opinions are like noses, everybody has one. And so I turned it around and I said, "Hey, listen, listen." Holy Spirit, is this true? What they said, that I don't love myself. And I saw the Holy Spirit just kind of say, yeah, you don't love yourself. You don't love yourself. You need to love yourself. And, uh, and I said, well, how? And he gave me a couple people to talk to. I talked to one. The other one, I'm still waiting for an ability to talk to him. And, um, and uh, I said, well, how do I love myself? How do I love myself? Hello, Matthew. How do I love myself? And then the, a couple days later, there was a person that, that came to me and oh, I sinned and I was so wrong. And, and I was like, OK, well, just give yourself grace. You know, give, have some grace for yourself. It's not that bad. The Holy Spirit, the, the blood of Jesus is so much bigger than your sin. <laughs> have some grace on yourself. And the Holy Spirit stopped me and he says, you know how to love yourself. First, you give yourself grace. You give yourself grace to make a mistake. It's okay to make a mistake. God is bigger than our mistakes. You know, I mean, God, a good parent will never scold their one-year-old for trying to stand up and falling back down. Never scold a a child, a toddler trying to walk for the first time and falling down. Well, forget it. You're never going to do that, so just forget it. leave it alone. You're not going to be able to walk ever in your entire life. So forget about it. Nope, 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 nope. You never do that. You go, come on, you can do that. You got this. You can make it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you know, to, to love, that's a good one. There's uh, uh is that, is that, yeah, you love yourself, loving yourself properly. It's more of a mystery and you just got to do it. But what the way you do it and the way that you love yourself is to see how God loves you and love yourself the same way. Your problems, your brokenness, is not that big compared to the love of God. The love of God supersedes all that. It breaks all that. It tears it apart. You're not an orphan anymore. You are fully accepted in God. You've been given that that spirit of adoption so that you can cry out, Abba, Father. Yeah, you become clean and pure, like you're like this lamb that's newly shorn. You now show, I mean, like you didn't before, but now you show grace and balance with truth on display. You got grace, you got balance, and you got truth, and it's all on display. You know, the Bible says to speak the truth in love. We are to grow up in all aspects of him. A lot of people speak the truth, but they want to get people back. Speak the truth in love and grow up. <laughs> Speak the truth in love. Grow up in all aspects of him. He loves you. Does love mean correction? Of course. Those who he loves, he disciplines. you are got to make mistakes. But do you think your mistakes are bigger than God? Remember in Zechariah, Joshua the high priest had some dirty garments on. And God said, give him new garments. Take the old ones off, throw them away. And I want to tell you, and I prophesy this, that the garments that that you were wearing are no longer your garments to wear. They don't fit you anymore. God's giving you new garments. He's giving you something new to wear. You're wearing his glory. You're clothed in his majesty. God has given you, bless, you know, just bless the Lord. Yeah, bless the Lord, King of the universe, who has clothed us with with light, clothed us with himself. Hallelujah. I am totally not going to be able to get through all this, but it's okay. The nice thing about doing lives every day is you don't have to finish. You can always pick it up tomorrow. That's good. He says, your lips are as lovely as Rahab's scarlet ribbon. What has come through your lips? He says, bless those that persecute you. Bless and don't curse. Bless them. Bless them. Speak life. Deuteronomy says, you know, I'm I'm giving giving to you today life and death, so choose life. What you speak, somebody said this, what you speak, what you think is what you say, and that's the world that you create life death and life are in the power of the tongue and you're going to eat its fruit so speak life speak life let this be as rahab's scarlet ribbon let your voice let the words that you say let your lips he and he's saying this to you he's prophesying this over you your lips are as lovely as rahab's scarlet ribbon what does that scarlet ribbon stand for when she put it out there it was it was for her freedom it was for the sake of her household it was for the sake of her people, okay, that the the people of her house, anybody that was in her house was saved when the walls of Jericho stopped and crushed down. He says this, this, that this place of dwelling to show a place where mercy would spare her life. It points to the blood of Jesus, that scarlet is the blood of Jesus, that mercy blood. He says in Hebrews that... that, that, that uh, because of the blood of Jesus, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Remember, the angels, the cherubim are over the mercy seat with their wings spread. This mercy seat which sat above the law. The mercy of God is above the law. I'm not saying sin, that grace may abound. What I'm saying is we, we, grace may abound, yes, but we're not going to sin so that grace can be abound. We're going to see grace abound because of what comes out of our mouth and, and, and this blood that speaks mercy. It speaks grace. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that faith is not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. The grace is not of yourself, it's a gift of God. We take all the other gifts, why don't we take that gift? Yes, Lord. These pomegranates that he's talking about in verse three as well, we'll probably finish with this. But the pomegranates—they were engraved at the tops of Solomon's temple, and they were also woven into the to the robe that they were. You know, they, they would have they would have pomegranates woven in the little tassels at the bottom of their uh, um, at the bottom of their um, uh, robes. They speak of to our open hearts of love, filled with passion for him. It's just they speak to that. The, the word pomegranate is a ramam. It's a homonym that means to rise up. Pomegranates are also a place on the hem of the robe of the high priest, interspersed with the golden bells. Remember when the high priest would go into, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. This, this whole thing of when the high priest went into the holy of holies and you are invited into the holy of holies. The veil's been torn. You can go in. You can go in there, but you know, a lot of times you have to love who you are and who God created you to be so that you can go in there into the Holy of Holies. And they had the bells because if, if, the, if the high priest happened to die, the bell wouldn't be ringing and they would be able to pull them out. They had the rope on there. But we can come boldly to this thing because, because of this. God is loving you. God loves you. And if you're good enough for God, you got to be good enough for yourself. And, and And part of the reason why I had trouble loving myself is because of the fact that I knew how I lived. You know, it's like Romans chapter 7. The very things I do want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. That's because I'm trying to live according to the law. And if I live according to grace... And in, in the process of, of knowing that I love myself through the process, you got to love yourself through your process. Give yourself grace. You, It's okay to make a mistake. Like I said, it's okay if the baby doesn't walk right away. You know, you have a newborn baby. What are you talking about? You got bones and everything. You should be able to stand up and walk. I think my children... <laughs> I don't think my children ever walked they just ran they when they went from crawl to run <laughs> yeah and these pomegranates are showing through the veil of our tender meekness we'll stop at verse 3 but it's just like you know we bring god pleasure listen to this the words of your of your mouth are as refreshing as an oasis what pleasure you bring to god Do you understand that you bring pleasure to Jesus who you bring pleasure to Jesus you know you guys that are watching you know your husbands your wives you know you you guys have to understand that you play you bring God so much pleasure I want my next wife to, to to have pleasure I want her to, you know, she is. She will bring me pleasure, and I will bring her pleasure, and the joy of the Lord is going to be the mantra—not the mantra, but the, but the banner that's over our house, over our household, that that you know, yeah, this is what it's going to be, the joy of the Lord, and and it's going to be a lighthouse for joy. It's going to be a lighthouse for passion. It's going to be a lighthouse for Jesus. A, a, a great love and compassion and joy that God has for you. He says here that you bring him pleasure. The words of our mouth need to be refreshing. Don't condemn. Whoa. Don't condemn anymore. Stop it. Love people. Yeah, you can convict them. It's okay. Bring the conviction of the Lord, but let, but just remember you're talking to yourself. Stop condemning yourself. The devil does a great job of that. You don't have to do it. He does so good. It's like his job. His job is to accuse you and to condemn you. But just remember who you are. You are his. You are not your own. You are his. Catherine Coleman, and I'll close with this. Catherine Coleman, um, she said that that she surrendered everything to the Lord. And uh, and in her surrender, she said she can go to the place where Catherine Coleman died. You know, she can go to the place. She knows the place. She knows the spot. She knows the day. She knows the hour that she did it. She said this in a, in a meeting. I think it was in Jerusalem. She said, she said, um, That Catherine Coleman died many years ago. She surrendered everything. She goes, God, I don't have anything to give you. I've got nothing to give you. But if you can take my nothing and use it, I can just give you it all. She just loved him so much. I have nothing to give you except my love. But if you can use my love, I give it all to you. Isn't that amazing? You can do that too. And I encourage you to do it. I encourage you to give your love to him today. He loves you. And if you're good enough for him, you should be good enough for you. There's so much in this, and and we're going to stop there, actually. Um, You know, it's like... You just got to see yourself. I encourage you to read Song of Songs chapter four. If you have the Passion Translation, get it, use it. Read read this passage there and read it to yourself over and over again. Because God is saying to you, "Listen, my dearest. Dar- Don't just hear me. Listen to me." It's almost as pleading. Listen, listen to me. It's a, it's a, it's a. Oh, just listen to me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know people that need to hear this message. You know people. Go ahead and and, and, and do a watch party for them. Send them the video. They need to know that they can love themselves because they're good enough for God. Before the foundations of the world, God created them masterfully in the womb. Before, Before they were even conceived, he already had them. Well, we're going to end it there. Just God bless you today. Just know that, that 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 God is doing something deep in your heart today. Don't take ownership of the things that are not yours. It's not your problem. It's not your arthritis. It's not your allergies. It's not your nervous breakdown. They th- may have happened to you. You may have allergies. You know, I'm. I, you know, there, there's. You know, there's there's pollen in the air, and I'm sneezing. You know. But that's not yours. That's not yours. Anyway, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm going to go up to the lake in, in a few minutes and just enjoy. I might do some filming there. I don't know. But, um, but just know that God is doing some great things in your life. Just go and get them. Matthew, go and get them. Gabby, go and get them. Whoa. Sansari, go and get them. Susan, go and get them. Anyway, my name is Salvatore. Love you guys. Thank you for joining me today. God bless you, and, uh, and we'll see you tomorrow.